0: what's up you guys welcome welcome to dangerous misinformation aka the lord petty podcast or formerly known as the lord petty podcast or i'm probably going to change the name back if i keep doing this podcast if you've noticed if you've been a follower of you might have noticed that the episodes have really dropped off because I'm going to be honest, I have not been prioritizing this. Uh, It's just, it is a very big time commitment and I just have not seen, I'm so stubborn, you know, I've been doing this for about four years now and it just never quite reached the level of where uh, I saw quite just the returns I need to be seeing so at, at a while you just think okay I'm being consistent I'm being consistent consistent but at what point is it insanity where it's like well, you know there's just so many fucking podcasts now um that wasn't the case when I started this when I started this podcast this is driving me nuts Yeah. When I started this podcast, uh, I would tell people, yeah, I got a podcast and then people go, what is a podcast? People didn't even know. And, uh, I just kinda, I fumbled the marketing. I, you know, never, I was very stubborn about a lot of things and now it's just such a saturated thing. And to be honest, when I'm scrolling through my timelines and I see some fucking idiot sitting behind a microphone, I'm just like, dude, the last thing I care about is just what some guy's talking about or so it doesn't matter who it is. Um, so yeah, it's not uh we'll see this. So this is the last episode of the year for sure. And then um we'll we'll see how things are looking in January. I'm just focusing on some other stuff. Finally got the YouTube monetized, so that's nice. Uh, that has been a long time coming. I remember when everybody was telling me to just keep making memes, you know. I used to just be a faceless meme account. And I'll get so mad because I would burn my good jokes. Because to make a good meme, you need a good joke with a good picture. It's like this. That's the whole formula of making a good meme is the joke needs to be standalone, funny, the concept. And then if you have a banging ass picture, you got a dank ass meme. So a lot of times people just go scanning for pictures and be like, oh, what caption can I put over this picture? You now like you gotta start with the joke. But uh so I would get really mad that people would just, you know, crop my watermarks or do whatever it was, and I had so much content stolen that way. I was like, okay, well, if I put my pasty fucking face behind it people can't just crop the watermark and steal it'll it still be my face even if somebody else reposts it and everybody everybody and their mother was telling me oh no stick to making memes uh uh, you know just the, the haters and so that was you know two and a half years ago three years ago or something and then uh this morning i woke up and i said you've been accepted to the youtube partner program start monetizing your videos and i have like 695 videos on my channel so it took 695 videos for me to make a single penny on YouTube. All right. So a lot of people just want to dive into stuff. They see the the top 1% of creators and they think, oh, these fucking influencers, uh, uh. maybe with models, you know. I think back in the day to be a model, it actually took a lot of to actually took a lot of effort and determination and ambition to be a model, where now You just got to eat some salads and hang out with a dork with a camera and you can be a model and get some sponsorships if you're hot enough. But in general, bro, I can attest, uh, it takes a lot of work. I tell you what, there has been a lot of nights of a lot of just sacrifice, just overall sacrifice, mostly with time, you know? It's either like, okay, well, I can go sit there and play Battlefield Five for three hours. I can go... I can go and play Battlefield 5 for three hours, or I can go make, make a video, or I can go out drinking with the guys, or I can go and make a video. And it's like those other things, they just get lost in time. When you do those instant gratification things, you you do it once, you get the easy pleasure of it, but then tomorrow comes and then now, now it's gone. But now I've got a back catalog of 700 videos that are just gonna be earning me money the entire time. So unless I do some dumb shit, which I'm not planning on doing because I'm pretty much done with politics in general. I'm done. You know, I, I've i said a lot of things kind of just out of shock value. And, you know, I've said a lot of things that I disagree. I don't regret saying them because that's how I felt at the time. But I've said a lot of things that I was wrong about in the, while doing this podcast. And those those things are probably going to come back to haunt me in some sort of way. Uh, I'm never quite going to apologize for saying them, but I do feel apologetic if I contributed in any way towards making anybody else's life harder by inspiring somebody to like be cruel to them or anything like that, you know? And uh, yeah, so I just, I I don't know exactly, I don't know exactly where I'm going to, Pivot this into, but we're for sure like when this next wave of, come on, stop, ugh. When this next wave of uh, Trump, Trump outrageism and, you know, it's like okay, we got some. It just is what it is, man. Sure, I made a ton of money in my four hundred one k while Trump was president, and I think he's hilarious and blah blah blah. But, um. I mean, the the world is on the brink of nuclear war and falling apart under these crazy liberal things going on. But it's like, what am I going to do? You know, and I notice it's like all, all these all the rich, like powerful conservative. Like I got people, you know, people that work at Fox News and people that are tied to the Trump's like these people follow me on Instagram. They know who I am. Like we've messaged and stuff like that. And then uh, you know they they see my my work, they see my commentary, they see my the effort I put in. None of them have ever tried to pull me up. You know what I mean? But then when I make content that appeals towards people that don't have shit, then all those people there's a community in that where people are like rooting for you to succeed. You know, and it's the thing, Vice. I, I always root for everybody to succeed, and so that's just something that hit me the other day. It's like all these conservative influencers are all basically just either. They are all, literally, almost every single one of them, like... I mean, there's some ones that I'm I'm cool with, okay? So there's... I don't, I don't want to start dropping any names. There's definitely some ones i are cool with that are really nice. Um, but for the most part, like, a lot of these turning point people and stuff like that, they're all just people that come from rich families that are somehow connected to the organization that got jobs as, like, personalities and contributors and shit like that. So it's all, like, generational legacy these rich kids getting on and then uh because of their parents and then they're talking about how everybody's a snowflake and doesn't want to work you know it's like and i know tommy lauren is self-made for instance but like you know she was coming out and saying oh nobody wants to work it's like dude you sit in front of a camera <laughs> i've done both bro my whole entire life i've done blue collar work and i've sat in front of cameras and let me tell you, sitting in front of a camera is a whole lot easier than working in a fucking factory or carrying around. Cons- I've done it all, dude. I've done it all, man. I've worked on, I've, I've worked on fishing boats, fucking well, one fishing boat, fucking scooping fish by hand. I've worked in uh, manufacturing and factories, sweeping floors, drilling holes. I've worked construction, just picking up garbage on construction sites. I've worked in retail, having a deal with Karen's. I've worked in the hood where there's human feces out behind the door and people coming in on meth and threatening your life. And it's like, I've done it all, man. And I can tell you what, um, doing this is a lot fucking easier. And so when you get these people that have just been so, so privileged their whole entire lives, I'm oh, people are snowflakes, men don't want to work. Yes, I don't. I don't want to do that shit anymore. I don't want to go work in a factory anymore. I'm over it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm Everything hurts. I'm, I'm chronically in pain. I don't want to do it anymore. Everything hurts. And uh, yeah, not once. These people with all the with all the leverage and all the privilege and all the generational clout that's been passed down to them they're not sharing it they're not sharing it at all you know they're not trying to pull people up and put people on and uh that's fine i don't expect anything from anybody but it just kind of shows me the nature of the world that i've been dabbling in for so long even though i do see it as the sane world. There's a reason these people are rich and powerful is because they're smart and the things they're doing make sense. So I'm drawn to it because I'm drawn towards logic. So I agree with them on their life philosophies. Um, I just don't agree with a lot of things like, you know, the abortion shit, for instance, or, uh, you know, just the calling people snowflakes and claiming nobody wants to work. Like, yeah, we don't want to be taken advantage of by these giant corporations anymore. You know what I mean? You get the rich. Here's the the contradiction on the right. You get the rich like Republicans are either like dumb trailer park or rich Illuminati. You know what I mean? And they're like that, like the, the IQ bell curve is like that as well. Like average IQ are typically just like normie Democrats. They need like the really just dumb redneck conservatives. But then like the, the, the conservatives, when you think like the conservatives, the people with boats, you know, the people that got the American flags hanging off boats, they're smart and they're ambitious and, uh, they make sense. But so by, by their philosophy of saying that, you know, that I don't need government, I don't need this and that, I don't need blah, blah, blah. That appeals to the less fortunate, like blue collar type people. And I know that because I've been one of them that that appeals because it's like, okay, there, there's a pride, there's a sense of pride in those communities. Um, but it's also exploiting them. It's like you instill this pride into people. It's kind of like how they get people to join the Marines and shit like that. I'm not shitting on the military, okay? And that was the last fucking thing I would do. But it's like you get these kids convinced, okay? When I join, th- this is the hardest thing to join, so kids want to join it because it's a, a badge of honor, you know? So when you're like a blue co- blue cla- blue collar working class type person, kind of getting screwed over by the man. You have a pride in not wanting, quote, handouts. Uh, but also what that does is that allows these rich people to not really pay you pay you what you're worth. And a lot of people get taken advantage of it that way. And I don't know what is causing this noise. I apologize. Usually, what is what's going on here? Oh, God. That just totally just, just kills the momentum, you know? I remember one time that I was doing one of these podcast episodes and I kept having technical difficulties, but that was the one episode because I kept pushing through that episode was actually pretty good. So, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at, dude. So I I don't know. Like I said, we're going to be. We're we're going to be in sort of a transitional period where I'm going to be focusing on some other other stuff, but I'll probably I'll probably do this podcast once a week. Yeah, I think. That, that's like a realistic thing. I mean, if there's, like I said, there's 250 episodes or something of this podcast. So I highly doubt people have listened to all of them. And it's not like they're very, uh, there's not like they're very current event related. So people can go way back and listen to a bunch of shit. So if you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, you know, it's like Hope said, uh, want my old shit buy my old albums, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. Oh, it looks like I said, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of everybody has a podcast, dude. I'm so sick of scrolling on my timeline and just <laughs> so I'm being a huge hypocrite. It is kind of, you know, because my TikTok slowly, slowly, because I've been putting these podcast clips on TikTok, and then my TikTok is very slowly uh getting up there too. So I don't know, dude. Like I said, you're you're figuring it out with me. I'm being very I'm being transparent with you. And I I hope that means something to you, because um, God damn, dude, that's driving me nuts. Yeah, I hope that means something to you, because, uh, yeah, anyways. So yeah, with that, I want to propose starting a movement, and I call it the shut up movement. All of us just go back to minding our business and being nice to each other in public, keeping our political opinions to ourselves, voting the way we want, educating those who want to listen, but overall, in general, just shutting up. Does the world need any more dating content? Definitely not. All these wannabe Andrew Tate alpha male type dudes. We don't need it anymore, dude. It's done. It's like the, all all this dating content in general. You know what I mean? It's like how how hard is it, dude? How hard is it? Just don't be fucking weird. Don't don't be. Turn off the Xbox. Don't be lazy and don't be weird. You're 25 years old. and You haven't figured out how to talk to people. Oh, I have an, I have anxiety. We all have anxiety. We all get nervous. Stop being a little bitch, dude. All this fucking never-ending content. It's like, ugh. Uh. Anyways, um. So I woke up the other day. Well, so I woke up. On, this was this was a unique Christmas morning experience. So, I did a music video review of a rapper named NBA Youngboy. And at first, I thought this guy was just the biggest garbage on the planet because I, I knew he was super, super, super popular. Because I mean, he's up there in streams with like Taylor Swift and Drake and stuff like that. But you never, he's been very blackballed by the industry, I think, because he's just very open. And I think that's the appeal of him to people. But uh, so I listened to his music and I listened to just like some of his newer stuff where it's just like blah, blah, talking about shooting people up. And there's a lot of autotune. And I was really shitting on it. Okay. So then the people sent for me and they sent me some links to some emotional songs by him and I got very invested. So I was sitting around alone on my birthday, just drinking by myself, kind of lonely, not going to lie. Like I haven't drank in weeks. And so I was was sitting there, you know, throwing back drinks. Then I I got to a song called uh, Lonely Child where he's talking about, oh my God. God, dude. So I've listened to a song called Only Child, where he's uh, just talking about missing his dad in prison and how his mom and, I, I i i forget, I don't wanna misspeak on the song. But he just said a bunch of things and it just kinda of hit me, you know what I mean? And uh, God, now my allergies are hit me. I can't get through this fucking episode, bro. Without a technical error, some allergies, or my cat howling at the goddamn door, So I wake up Christmas morning and somebody took a clip of me fucking crying, (laughs) crying to NBA young boy. I'm scrolling on TikTok and like the fifth swipe, I see my own face with tears in my eyes. It's got half a million plays and it's on somebody's page called The Last Ass Eater being like, when a hater finally listens to real young boy. And that's how I started my Christmas morning. And then we did Christmas and I cleaned all my mom's carpets because I brought over a carpet cleaner and then I was driving home, and my fucking car died on the way home on Christmas. And you know what's crazy about that? Last Christmas, I was driving from California. I was making it, trying to drive back to Texas. I wanted to spend, spend uh, Christmas with my family in Texas. So I'm driving through California. And then, uh, like, two days before Christmas, you know, I was shooting on just being there, like, Christmas Eve. And then uh, all of a sudden, my car starts acting up in Arizona. So I had to hunker down in Arizona... Because of car problems and I went and got this Airbnb and I was like well I'm at least gonna go make myself a nice Christmas dinner and I went and got this Airbnb without a kitchen it was probably uh if it wasn't it was top three loneliest moments in my life so I was just sit there on Christmas with the fucked up car not with a bunch of food I can't cook in this Airbnb i uh, just waiting for like the car place to open up so I can get my car serviced and I haven't had any car trouble since and then this Christmas I'm driving home I'm going fucking 80 miles an hour and all of a sudden the engine just turns off. And I pull over and luckily it fired back up. But uh, yeah, I called the the Christmas car curse at this point. And uh, yeah, that shit's annoying. Oh, so the other moment. So if that was, I think, top three, top three loneliest moments in my life. uh, Number three would be when I, I was in Vegas by myself, dude. I was in Vegas by myself one time. And I was just like walking around and I was just seeing all the degeneracy and just, you know, usually when you're in Vegas, you're all fucked up and you're looking at, you're with your friends that are like by the pool and stuff like that. I was just in Vegas by myself and I'd been on the road for like six weeks or something, like something ridiculous. I don't even remember. And, um, maybe it wasn't that long, but yeah, I'd, I'd been home. Like I was just in Canada before, before that for 10 days and. Uh, So I hadn't been home in weeks, months, you know, and I was just ready to get home and I was waiting for a flight. So So I went out by myself in Vegas and it was just the most depressing thing in the world, just witnessing the degeneracy of Vegas by myself, just being homesick. And then uh, number two would have been Christmas Stranded in Arizona. And I think number one is just any time I go to a bar anymore and I'm just surrounded by people. Like I just I hear people talk about whatever they're talking about. And uh, I just realize I'm not where I need to be in life. And uh, I just feel like the more people I'm around, the lonelier I feel. So I just like to not do that I, can't, I, I don't even know if you guys can hear that. Maybe you just randomly hear me freaking out. Maybe it's in my headphones, but I, I get this like interference every little bit here. So anyways, we're going to sign off. Thank you for tuning in. Wishing y'all glad you survived the holidays. Wishing you a very, very happy new year. And I will see y'all on the flip side. 2024. Let's bring this bitch in properly. And um, hopefully this isn't the last episode ever. But if it was, I wanted to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking shit with you guys every week. Thank you, anybody that's been here. Wow, um, oh, this is weird, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Petty out.